does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Bob Lovell. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. We have a lot of football to talk about, a lot of college football, IU, Purdue, Notre Dame, Ball State, some small college ball. Plus, we'll recap last night's week number nine of high school football. Right now, though, the guy's got all the information, all the scores and everything you need. It's Network Indiana's. Eddie Garrison. Thank you, Coach. A pleasure to be with you and Nathaniel Finch tonight in downtown Indianapolis. Second half underway between the Notre Dame Fighting Irish and the USC Trojans. At intermission, Notre Dame was leading USC 24-6. They still lead the Trojans 24-6, in large part because Caleb Williams has struggled for USC. Only 115 yards passing and three interceptions. Notre Dame turned those three interceptions into 21 points. That is the difference in this game so far. To keep in mind, Williams had only thrown one pick coming into today's contest. Audric Estime, nine carries for 40 yards, and he's got two rushing scores for the Irish. Sam Hartman has not had to do much, only 63 passing yards and one passing touchdown. The leading rusher for USC? Caleb Williams. Earlier this afternoon, the Indiana Hoosiers went up to Michigan in the big house, and they got clobbered by the Wolverines, who are second in all college football. Final score 52-7. Michigan now 7-0. Indiana 2-4. And and the Hoosiers are struggling. They utilized both of their redshirt freshman quarterbacks, Taven Jackson and Brendan Sorsby. Jackson 7-13, two interceptions and 52 yards passing. Brendan Sorsby 6-15 for 44 yards. And coming up, I'll have the thoughts of Tam Allen on those two quarterback performances. For this Network Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard updates, I'm Eddie Garrison. Welcome back, everyone. Glad you could join us on Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. You heard Eddie talking about the Notre Dame game. Notre Dame having a great, great first half, if you will. They're up 24-6, live in South Bend from Irish 101, Dr. Lynn Clark. Lynn, defensively, a tremendous night so far for the Irish. I'm led by J.D. Bertrand, who just blew up Caleb Williams to stop a USC drive. But Williams came into the game with one interception on the season. He has been picked three times tonight, all leading to Notre Dame scores as Notre Dame leads 24-6. to But as you said, Notre Dame playing for pride. They are playing lights out on both sides of the football tonight, Bob. Really are the rush game with uh, uh, has re, has been found again. They're, they're moving the ball uh, on the ground in the air, but uh, the story clearly is the interceptions uh, and what they've done defensively. Yeah, as I said, Williams came into the game, only been picked one time, but Notre Dame has got a good defensive package. They're putting pressure on the USC quarterback, and sometimes you have a bad day at the office, and that was predicated on that first drive where Xavier Watts, the first of his two interceptions on the lights, led to the first touchdown, a four-yard pass to Gibran Payne by Sam Hartman. Hartman 7-13 so far in the game for 63 yards, one touchdown, but right now Notre Dame mixing it up with the run as well as the pass, but the defense, once again, really shining tonight here in South Bend. One of those things where you can ill afford to give up some big plays in this second half. You can continue to to be where you are and eliminate some big plays for the Trojans. You're in great shape. 
Yeah, that's one thing that Notre Dame is going to try to do is keep the USC offense, the number one scoring offense in the country, off the field. And the best way of doing that is chewing up the clock with the run game. So look for Audric Estime as well as uh, Jeremiah Love, Javon Payne, just to kind of uh, running back by committee, if you will, the three-headed monster, as they talk about, and then occasionally throw in that sneak pass and move the ball down the field. But more importantly, run that clock down. Dr. Lynn Clark from Irish 101 with us. He'll be with us at halftime. We'll talk to him throughout the night. Lynn, thanks so much for the call. Have a great night. Bob, we'll talk to you right after the game. I'll look forward to it. Lynn Clark will join us. Irish 24 to 6. Looking good. So all the Irish fans, calm down now. <laughs> it's everything is okay right now. So just calm down. Coming up, we'll talk uh, high school football with Paul Condry uh, later on tonight. Uh, busy night last night. Kind of a kind of an ugly night weather wise. We're wrapped up now. So Friday night. We begin the first round of the sectionals for 1A, 2A, 3A, and 4A. 5A, 6A obviously have the weekend off. They get to buy and get prepared for the semifinals. And so uh, we'll talk about that. Busy college day, college football, IU, uh, Purdue, tough days for those uh, Big Ten teams. Um, just a tough, tough day. We'll get those conversations in later on tonight. Ball State, we'll talk about the Cardinals, some small college football. We're about midway through, if you will, with some conference schedules, and so there's a lot of college football to talk about. Plus, we'll talk about the Indianapolis Colts. Colts taking on um, Jacksonville tomorrow on the road. Eddie Garrison in with the scoreboard update. Eddie, how are you tonight? Doing well, Coach. How are you? I'm great, thanks. Thanks for asking. Tell me about Jacksonville and the Colts tomorrow. Uh, When you look at this game, obviously the Colts have not won in Jacksonville since 2014. And the leading rusher for the Uh Colts in that game uh, is a guy by the name of Ahmad Bradshaw, who most Colts fans forget he had a time here in Indianapolis, more so... Famous for his time with the New York Giants, but uh, Indianapolis, they got a little bit of a boost in that tight end room uh, earlier today. Mo Cox clear concussion protocol, so it looks like he will be suiting up. He's primarily a pass blocker and a run blocker for the Colts, which they need against a very stout uh, defensive front for Jacksonville. They rank top 10 in defensive uh, rushing yards allowed um, and yards per carry. So the Colts will have their hands full um, this tomorrow afternoon, considering Braden Smith, their starting right tackle, will be out as mm-hmm. well as he deals with mm-hmm. a foot and wrist injury. How is the fact that the Colts haven't won in Jacksonville since, I don't know when, whatever the number is, why is that significant? Why, why does that have any either? Because none of these players on this team uh, go back that far. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, so I've always thought that those kinds of comparisons, you know, those, those historical comparisons that those of us in the media feel like we need to talk about from a realistic standpoint, I could build the argument uh, that the Colts will have a great day tomorrow because percentages are they're bound to get a win. Exactly. So, there you go. That's my that's my philosophical discussion for the night, Eddie. Eddie Garrison, every 15 minutes, we're going to have some fun. We'll come back, talk some more ball on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome back. 
Glad you could join us. Fun night last night. Uh, rainy night. Hope everybody got home safely. Make sure you join us Friday. Like, I have to ask you. You're going to be with us Friday night because the sectionals begin. And you're going to all get to the games. You're going to have fun. We hope your teams win. You're going to get in your car. And you're going to turn on the radio. And you are going to listen for scores. That's We've been doing this for 30 years. And so that's uh, – thank goodness everyone has the routine. Eddie Garrison, scoreboard update mentor. He's the Minister of Information tonight. Hey, Eddie. Bad day for the Big Ten teams in, in Indiana oh, yeah. uh, on the football field. So, oh, my goodness. This was a tough, tough day. Oh, yeah. Uh, it looked promising there for Indiana for a little bit. They were competing with Michigan, and they looked like the better team for the first part of a quarter. Right. But uh, right. new offensive coordinator, and it only took Michigan uh, 15 minutes to get it figured out. The last uh, 45 minutes, they dominated like the second-ranked team in all of college football they are. Uh, the quarterback position continues to be a question mark for the Hoosiers. Uh, Donovan McCauley, a former quarterback who they've turned into a wide receiver, uh, accounted for their mm-hmm. only touchdown through the air and their only touchdown in the game, and it was a wide receiver screen to the left side. And he had Jalen Lucas wide open for a 44-yard touchdown, and when you look at it, hmm. he was tied for second uh, with Brendan Soresby, who had 14 more pass attempts um, wow. in yardage. So they couldn't do anything really offensively. Um, and then when you look at Purdue, they just struggled from the get-go. They missed a field goal to start the game on their opening drive and kind of deflated mm-hmm. them going mm-hmm. forward. That's a hard one to lose, too, and not really compete if you're Purdue because uh, Ohio State was out two of their top backs and Trevion Henderson, and then they were uh, being one of them, and me and Williams being the other, and then they were without their second best wide receiver was going to be a first round pick in Emeka Abuka, um, and right. They still let Marvin Harrison Jr. do anything he wanted in the passing game. Six receptions, 105 yards, and a receiving touchdown. But uh, they just had no resistance defensively, and the offense has continued to struggle here as of late, especially when they try to move the ball through the air. The bright side for Purdue is that Devin Mockaby had a solid game, 18 carries, 110 Good. yards. But Good. Uh, they just couldn't get enough done with Hudson Court at quarterback this week against Ohio State. That's disappointing. Both teams uh, just have – just struggled mightily offensively uh, at at times. And Purdue's been a little more consistent, but still, um, both teams, uh, there, there is a clear, clear difference between the upper echelon of the Big Ten and Purdue and IU. I mean, oh, it's, yeah. a, it's a stark difference, quite frankly. Yeah, you look at Indiana, and they look like a team that – just doesn't have the talent and it's not even close and when you look at the coaching the coaching doesn't match up either because when Michigan made the changes uh to the new defense to I, or to the new IU offense for a lack of a better phrasing uh, IU didn't really adjust to it I will say the defense did play good despite giving up 52 points like it's just hard when you're constantly on the field all the time to continue to get stops like they yeah. were in the first half yeah. Uh, on the Purdue side of things, you can just tell they're just trying to find their way in this first year uh, with Ryan Walters. They don't really have an identity yet, and I think that's a tough thing to do when you're seven games into the season. Uh, you have a first-year head coach or a different quarterback who just transferred in. Not real, not a real mm-hmm. identity yet for Purdue, but uh, I would say that they are in a, big, a different spot than IU when you compare the two in terms of where they're at in the Big Ten. How'd Ball State do today? Uh, they lost 13-6, to six. Uh, so they lost to Toledo, and they're sitting on top of the MAC right now uh, with Miami of Ohio. Uh, both those teams 6-1 and one in each respective 
uh, part of the conference for uh, the MAC, mm-hmm. but Purdue, uh, for Ball State, they're now one and six, only six points uh, today. They didn't do mm. much offensively either. I know a rain was a little bit of a factor in the right. game in months yeah. of the day, yep. so it made the passing hard. Uh, four of sixteen for thirty-eight yards passing. They had one hundred sixty-seven on the ground, but. They gave up 210 uh, to the Rockets, so that's pretty much where the difference lied for the Cardinals today. Mike New worked on Indiana Sports Talk back in the day. He was Seriously. your first producer, right? Uh, he was. Uh, he w- he helped us. He helped produce it. Kevin Conrad was our first producer. He and Mike, you know, Mike was. Uh, we had Mike working, as you can imagine, we had Mike working a lot of different things on the show to begin with. Eddie Garrison coming up. With a scoreboard update, he's the man tonight. We're back on Indiana Sports Talk. With this Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard updates, I'm Eddie Garrison. An update from South Bend. The Notre Dame Fighting Irish still holding on to a lead over the USC Trojans. Number 10, USC. Number 24, Notre Dame. And Caleb Williams and company, they are marching down the field right now. They are at the Notre Dame 31-yard line just converted on a big pass play, and I believe USC is about to score, and they did. Uh, rushing touchdown for the Trojans, 31 yards out, so they cut into that deficit, now 24-13. The main difference in this one is Notre Dame has 24 points, but 21 of those are coming off Caleb Williams' turnovers. He's got three interceptions so far, only 143 yards through the air. Looking elsewhere in college football, a major upset is brewing. Arizona State is on the road in Washington, taking on Washington State. 19th-ranked Cougars are down 31 points, 37-6. to six. Louisville, who IU lost to earlier in the season and who Notre Dame lost to as well last week, their 14th-ranked are the Cardinals. They are trailing Pittsburgh 31 to 21 with about seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. LSU, the 22nd rate Tigers all over Auburn, 34 to 10 right now. Miami and North Carolina, top 25 matchup is at halftime. 17-14 is the score with the Hurricanes on top. And finally, Missouri on the road and Kentucky leading 20 to 14. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Driven to save lives.org is their very important website. Sign up today to help lives in the future. Anyone can sign up. No age limits, no health restrictions to sign up to be an organ donor. Every 10 seconds, excuse me, every 10 minutes, someone is added to the donor transplant waiting list. And there are more than 1,000 Hoosiers waiting for a life-saving organ transplant. And by signing up to be an organ and tissue donor, you can help save eight lives and heal 75 others. Once again, their website, driven, the number two, savelives.org. College football today, you know, we still have Notre Dame in action up in South Bend taking on USC. Uh, good first half for the Irish. Things are looking good. A couple of interceptions holding the high-powered offense of Southern Cal in check for most of that half. You've already heard Eddie and me discuss uh, the, the tribulations, trials and tribulations of IU and Purdue. 
the Big Ten, Ball State with a tough loss. We're going to talk some uh, college football, small college football, a little bit later on tonight. Also later tonight, uh, Paul Condry from the Regional Radio Sports Network and the Indiana Football Digest will join us. Recapping last night's action in high school football and taking a look at some of the great matchups in the first round of the sectionals in sectionals 1A, 2A, 3A, and 4A. So 5A, 6A, as you know, have the bye. And this is the 51st, this is amazing, 51st championship in uh, high school football. Um, It's hard to believe a world where there wasn't a state football championship. Uh, I mean, seriously, in... Um, when I played, we didn't have it. Obviously, that's a, and that's a long time ago. But I'm just saying it's it's uh, something everyone should be proud of. It's done great things. Uh, and Paul Kinder, who will join us a little later, will tell you that winning a sectional is one of the hardest championships to win in high school sports in our state. Uh, you got to win three games in a row. Let me start with the basics. you got to win three games in a row, right? Um, you cannot control the weather because you're playing outside, mostly turf fields, but still playing outdoors. S- another factor that comes in semesters, sometimes grading periods coincide with uh, the opening round or parts of the round of the sectional. And so you might have some uh, academic uh, I- issues relative to rosters. Um, you don't. Uh, it's determining whether you're hosting or on the road depends upon the week before. So there are so many factors over which you have no control um, that it makes it very, very difficult. And and again, look, you're going to win three in a row. So that's hard. And you look at your you look through schedules. There are a lot of time a lot of teams who at no point in the year have put together three straight wins, and so. Put that all into context, no wonder it's one of the most difficult championships to win. Plus, it's played by 16-, 17-, 18-year-old kids. All of that is a factor. So that's why we're so um, involved and engaged in high school sports. We think it's dramatic. And these are kids uh, who play because they love to play. Uh, No NIL deals that we're aware of. Uh, you know, no, uh, <laughs> no other agenda. They're just there to play. They want to play, and uh, coaches aren't getting paid a lot of money. So there really is a, a, an essence of what this is supposed to be about. That's why I like it so much because of a certain purity to it. Um, you know, all the other game. I mean, most of the games on the weekend. Well, all the games on the weekends, uh, Division One and uh, in the NFL, they're all about money. So, uh, and I'm I'm not a huge fan of that. Eddie Garrison, tell me about the uh, Colts and Jacksonville again. That's a one o'clock start, right? Correct. Yeah, one o'clock start. Um, CBS is it CBS or yes. is it? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, good. Well, at least I know where it is. Yeah, they'll be on um, CBS for sure. Listen, these guys are better than what a whole lot of us thought they would be. You know, I know there's a lot of football to be played, but you have to be pretty impressed after five games. Yeah, I think um, there's a little bit of regression toward the mean in comparison to last year. I think last year just got so yeah. off the rails that 
it was just hold on now hold on eddie i've done this show 30 years and you were the first to pull out <laughs> regression toward the mean now i i for one am impressed i mean i, mean, I at least i picked up a couple of college degrees in the past i can figure it out i know i know what it is but uh, go ahead i'm sorry i interrupted i want to hear this theory I, i'm i'm intrigued by this <laughs> yeah when you look at just how they played last year i mean everything just went downhill you go from firing your offensive coordinator, you fire Frank. Well, when Wright. your owner when your owner decides to detonate the team that, five games into it, what do you expect? Yeah, that too. Seriously, um, yeah, yeah. He yeah. might have been the only human being on the planet who thought it was a good idea. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. I, I agree with you there. Uh, so there's that as well. Uh, then you have the whole Matt Ryan fiasco. You bench him. You bring in Sam Ellinger. You have Nick Foles in there. So uh, a little bit more, I think, stability uh, with Frank Reich, or not Frank Reich, but uh, Shane Steichen in the system. I think he's provided right. some right. energy within the franchise. The offensive line has returned to form. A lot of that credit should go towards uh, Tony Sperano Jr. So I think in terms of the Colts themselves, they're competing at a higher level this year. Now it's also uh, worth noting the schedule they've played thus far has not been stellar. I mean, they've gotten they've played Tennessee, they've played the Rams, they've played Baltimore, Houston, and Jacksonville. Out of those teams they've played so far, those five opponents, I think coming into the year, expected Jacksonville and Baltimore right. to be really those two good games. And you go on the road in Jacksonville, you win in overtime in a game where, quite frankly, Baltimore should have won, but a lot of mental mistakes and a lot of physical mistakes right. from Lamar Jackson and that entire team. That gave the Colts the win. Gardner Minshew, of course, started that game. He will get the start on Sunday. Did not turn the ball over in that one. And I think in just in general, the defense has played a lot better, too. They're not on the field as much. Right. So when you're not on the field as much, it allows you to play at the level in which that Colts defense was playing at earlier in the year last year. So I think it's just a lot of things that have kind of gone in their in their way more towards what is expected across the NFL than what happened last year. Eddie, I've I've gotten smarter tonight, and it's not even it's just what time is it? It's nice. It's just now yeah. and just now ten. I have become educated. Thank you so much. Regression toward the mean. Yep. Man, that's been a while. <laughs> that, that's been a while. Eddie Garrison coming up, top of the hour scoreboard update. We're back on Indiana Sports Talk.